Good morning, church. Thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, got a couple things regarding uh, small groups because uh, this week is going to look a lot different with the holiday. Uh, first off, we do believe that we are better together in small groups of people. If you're interested in joining a small group, uh, they meet weekly, and uh, you can find more information at guest services. There will be a volunteer there after service. If you're online, just comment groups, and we'll be sure to reach out to you this week. Young adults, we are not meeting this Friday. Uh, everyone's going to be turkeyed out and in food comas on Friday. So uh, we're not going to be meeting on Friday. Uh, we will meet the following week. Let's talk about our November outreach. Uh, this is the last day we're taking up stuff, and a couple more people brought stuff in, I see. That's awesome. We are putting these baskets together uh, today following service. If anyone wants to help, uh, be sure to meet right here in front of the stage after service. Uh, we'll go back to one of these kids' rooms and put these together. We've got four buckets that we're going to be putting together, and uh, we're excited to get these going and delivered this week. If you'd like to help deliver a man bucket this week, uh, you can just uh, see me or Bobby after service, and uh, we'll be sure to get you the information uh, once we're ready to deliver. Christmas is coming real soon. Uh, we are g going into the last full week of November, and uh, we're excited for Christmas. But we've got one announcement here. Cynthia Anna Christmas Tree Lighting takes place the first Friday of December. Uh, it happens to be the first of December this year. We're going to be downtown handing out some free hot chocolate while they do the Christmas tree lighting. We're meeting at 530 and serving at 6. And uh, here's a couple ways you can help. You can donate cash and check to the Tide Jug and help cover the cost of hot chocolate and cups. Uh, that would be awesome. You can also volunteer. Uh, this table is going to stay up here, and uh, we're going to put a sign-up sheet there with your name and phone number. You can write that down. Uh, we'll reach out to you before the event and just double-check that you can make it since you signed up for it. Uh, but those are the two ways you can help. And if you have any questions, uh, you can find me or Bobby uh, for more information. We're taking a break from the Momentum series. Uh, it is the week leading up to Thanksgiving, and I hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to be traveling on Wednesday. It's going to be a long, long day Wednesday, long day Thursday, and then we're all going to be dead on Friday after we do some shopping. Uh, but it's going to be a very, very long week. Say long week. But there's a lesson that we should not forget every Thanksgiving. It's not just a day that we celebrate uh, one day on the calendar. Uh, thankfulness and gratitude and all of those things really should be celebrated all year long. Amen? And that starts with being a little bit nice. Let's get started. It really is nice to be nice, and I am not sure what is uh, on your list that has to be done before we get to Thursday dinner, uh, food, family, football, fun, I don't know, uh, probably a lot of different things that might go wrong, things, somebody doesn't show up, somebody gets sick, I don't know, you stuck something in the oven, you f forgot to take the gizzard out of the turkey, I don't know what happens, but it could happen, anything could happen, say anything? So I don't know, you know, Thanksgiving is kind of crazy. And uh, so my title, I really want you to think about this. It's nice to be nice every single day. And, it, and Brian's right, it shouldn't just happen on a calendar once a year. It really should be every single day we do our best, you know, just try to be nice to everybody. And I think the best words that I could give you for this lesson this weekend before Thanksgiving, these are words to God. It starts with him, guys. If we don't get this part right, you're not going to get this stuff right with each other. It just ain't going to happen. You're going to make each other mad. Somebody's going to lose their patience. You're going to say something you wish you didn't say. It's just going to, that's the way it works because we're just people. So let's kick this off. Let's kick this off by getting it right with God. Would you stand? Stand up. Stand up. This isn't for me, and it isn't for your table of turkey and dressing. This is for the guy who makes it happen. Let me read it. 
Psalm 100. It ought to be on every napkin at every table every day, not just Thanksgiving Day. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. You may be seated. I think sometimes we forget that it is God who makes everything possible. It's not Amazon Prime. It's not your mom or your dad. It's not the money you got in the bank. It is God who we certainly should all be more focused, more aware that he is good. Say amen. And that his love endures through thick and thin, no matter what's happened. No matter how foolish you've been or I've been or no matter, no matter. His love endures forever throughout all generations. That's good news. It really is exciting news. It's nice to be nice. And the best way to begin is be nice to God because he sure is nice to us. And that's what I'm trying to get you to think about right now. Before I get any farther, before I move ahead anymore, I want you to hang on to this thought. Be nice to God. Whatever that looks like for you, be nice to God. It is nice to be nice to people, and we want to do that at Journey because of Jesus we will. We'll talk about it today, right now. But I'm telling you guys... God is the one who makes it happen. Everything. So let's start with that. Give thanks to him. I mean, shake everybody's hand and everything else that you can do at, at Thanksgiving. Give hugs and kisses and pick up babies and watch football games and have great food. But man, don't forget who it's really all about. And don't leave it there on Thursday at the calendar November 20th, every third Thursday of the year, just remember that it's that way every day. It should be that way. Be nice to God because he sure is nice to us. Everybody say amen. amen. Sometimes we forget. I know we believe that and we want to obey God. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 14, but the people's minds got dull. That's what the NIV calls it, or hardened. Our mind gets dull. God's people, like us, and to this day, whenever the Bible's read, the same veil, we're not listening. We missed it. We're distracted. We got a phone in our hand. Somebody's trying to talk to us. We're not listening to God. The same veil covers our minds as it did theirs, so they cannot understand what really is true. And this veil, or distraction, or whatever it is, can be removed only by Jesus believing in him. So my prayer is that you drop some stuff right now. Whatever you're worried about the rest of the week, forget that for now. Let's just let that go. Give me about 15 or 20 minutes to give you an outline from Matthew chapter 9 about Jesus who teaches us and gives us four takeaways for if we really want to be nice to God, then we ought to do what God says. And God says we ought to do things together to make Jesus' message more clear. So I'm going to give you four ways that that happens. And here's the first one. If we're going to really be nice to God and each other. 
First thing is, write this one down if you're taking notes. If we're going to really follow Jesus everywhere, through everything, and follow Jesus more, we've got to follow Jesus sometimes by leaving behind the land of the familiar. Leave behind the safe and familiar traditions. You've always done Thanksgiving a certain way. You've always had a certain menu. You've always inv invited certain people. You've always wished that they would come and sit at your table so you could catch up. We've always done it that way. And so takeaway number one, if we're going to be nice to God who is nice to everyone and nice to each other, if we're going to really do that and we're going to follow Jesus' example, sometimes you have to let go of some of the traditions so that you might find something even better. I want you to watch this video. It's titled, The Grandma Who Invited the Wrong Grandson. Let's watch it. Thanksgiving dinner to a wrong number, now bringing complete strangers together. And tonight, a Valley teenager says this texting mistake has actually turned into a viral outpouring of love. ABC 15's Joe Bartels has the story. Somebody pick up. Pick up! The holidays can be a stressful time. Getting the whole family together can be tough, especially when you have the wrong number. I was sitting in class and I get this random text from a random group chat and it was uh, someone's grandma inviting me over for Thanksgiving. 17-year-old Jamal Hinton was in class Monday when his phone started blowing up. The text came in reading, dinner is at my house on Thanksgiving, 3 p.m. Let me know if you're coming. I text back and I say, who's this? And she's like, your grandma. And I was thinking, hey, my grandma got a new number, so why not ask for a picture? The picture came in not Jamal's grandma. Jamal fired back a selfie just to confirm she did not have the right person. We established that we weren't related, but I said, hey, why not ask for a plate since the offer was there? To Jamal's shock, the offer just as sweet as ever. Of course you can. That's what grandmas do. Feed everyone. I think that's crazy that People can actually connect and be so nice to each other, even with people they don't even know. Jamal posted the chance encounter online and it's gone viral, shared hundreds of thousands of times. People online proclaiming her everyone's grandma. Jamal says a lady, only known as grandma at this point, is the example we should all set this Thanksgiving. By the way, he will be taking her up on her offer. Joe Bartels, ABC 15 News. Say go grandma. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's not an accident that Grandma texted the wrong grandson. That was uh, that was eight years ago. For the last seven years, Jamal has been showing up in Prescott, Arizona, and uh, she has welcomed him as her own grandson each time. This year, year number eight, she's opened her door even wider, and Airbnb and uh, Prescott, Arizona, has made available free housing for other people who want to join her. Grandma's table got bigger. Say bigger? Sometimes you got to change what you're doing, guys. you got to change it up a little bit. There's nothing at all wrong with you gathering. I'm, I hope we're going to get together with our kids and grandkids, those that are nearby. We're going to be with family and friends. I hope that you are too. We're going to have food and fun, probably watch a little football somewhere before it's over with. I hope you get to do all those kind of things. But if we're really going to be nice to God, who's already nice to us, it begins with this first takeaway that we have to be willing, we have to try something different maybe. Let go of the safe and familiar traditions for something even better. And sometimes that means inviting somebody to your table or to your door. And not just on Thursday, but maybe every single day of your life that you get the opportunity. Say amen. amen. Look at what it says in Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. First part of the verse. Jesus himself is the gold standard here. Jesus went through all the towns and villages. He went everywhere trying to find a conversation and a connection. Our connections are with a handful of people. You've got your favorite five right now on your phone. In your hand right now, you've got four or five people that you talk to through texting or social media, and that's the meat of your conversation. What if it got bigger? 
What if you put that thing down and stopped looking at it so much and you started looking right in front of you at people that you don't know, complete and total strangers? Like Jesus going from village to village and town to town, instead of going to Walmart or Kroger to pick up something and get out of there as quick as you can, what if we began going through our world every day like looking for an opportunity to be nice to people because God would be? And just lock eyes for a second and say hello. Instead of walking by some poor guy who's lonely or some poor, poor girl who's lonely, what if we spoke and said hello? No strings attached. What if we just was a, we were recognizing another human being who's alive and began to care a little bit more? Say amen? amen. Thanksgiving isn't just November 20th on a calendar, the third Thursday. Really, if, if you want to do this and be nice to God like he's been nice to us, is we'll follow Jesus', Jesus example and we'll let go of some of the safe, familiar traditions and leave the safe circle that's in our phone of the people that we actually want to talk to and talk to people maybe that we're unhappy with or maybe people that we've met or never met and launch out of the boat and try something a little different, not in our comfort zone. Somebody has to have some courage and be the first one. Maybe it's you. Somebody has to offer the handshake or the eye contact, or somebody has to let go of something that's happened that's going to separate us, maybe from some kind of human moment in life that matters. I'm not any better at this than you are sometimes. I ignore my wife. I ignore my kids and grandkids. I'm distracted by something I'm doing. I'm just a nobody telling everybody about somebody, telling them about Jesus who changes everything. And I want to do this. I want to do this with you. I want to do just like I'm speaking to you now. Matthew 28, verse 19 says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I, I want to do that, and I want to help you do that. Give more, share more, care more, love more, time, talent, and treasure. Help other people who don't have their Jesus story started. I want to do that, and I want you to do that. I'm coaching a friend right now. I said this last night. I'm coaching a friend right now. And my friend is, is trying to work with their friend who doesn't have all of their Jesus story together yet. And so I'm giving them words and I'm giving them information and verses and a couple of things that they can use that are practical and not too high on the shelf. They're not preacher kind of stuff. They're just regular kind of stuff that anybody who loves God and loves Jesus, they could understand. And so I'm coaching my friend so they can help their friend. So they might get their Jesus story going. And as I was handing this information off this week, my friend looked at me as they left and said, you know, I never saw myself as being someone doing evangelism for God. But they really are. And so are you. So are you when you take this on as what it's really all about, to follow Jesus and be nice to God, who's been nice to us, and be nice to people that we try and help them in some way. Romans chapter 10, verse 13, 14 and 15. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? Somebody's got to tell your friend. And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? So I'm sending you guys... Because God sent us all. I'm going to send you to go talk to people that you don't know who are strangers that are not in your normal circle that you talk to. Go out of your safe, familiar zone that you stay in with people that uh, you have a lot in common with and talk to people maybe that you've never thought about talking to before. It isn't easy, but it really is rewarding. Sometimes people that we care about are hard to move. Stay with me. Some of you are stuck right now. And you think, I'm not going to try anymore. Keep trying. Aren't you glad somebody kept trying for you? 
Connie and I moved several times. We moved in the military. We moved in the ministry. We moved from Texas to Kentucky a couple of times. She bought herself a big old heavy sleeper sofa in Midland, Texas years ago that if there's anything heavier than a piano, if you're going to marry somebody and they play a, a clarinet, that's okay. She plays a clarinet. She also plays a piano. That's not as much okay. It's not as easy. It's a whole lot heavier than carrying a clarinet around. And it's kind of like that sofa couch. If you've ever tried to move somebody and they've got a piano or a sofa couch, either one, and you're trying to move it up some kind of stairway or some kind of elevator and you're on one end and it's trying to go up, but then it's stuck. Say stuck. Hard to budge. You're just ready to spit nails and say, I quit. Somebody else come and get. It's, why, it's how people are. You're trying to push and shove and bend and turn and get some kind of direction that's upward instead of downward, and you're ready. You just had enough. Maybe Thanksgiving you've just had enough. I'm urging you because God is nice to us. We ought to be nice to him, and we ought to do what Jesus does, is even talk to people that we are pretty unhappy with sometimes because Jesus would. It's the truth. And, and keep trying to coach and guide and help them get things straightened out. And maybe you can get things straightened out. And try to really get past the past and have some forward thinking and forward thoughts because Jesus wants us to. You got you to gotta move forward, leave behind some of the safe, comfortable things that you've always done at Thanksgiving. Maybe do some of the harder things that God wants us to do. Matthew chapter 13 for people's heart has become callous. They hardly hear with their ears and they've closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn and I would heal them. Do you want to get better or not? Then you have to change. Yeah. Are you looking at me? All of you. All, me too. I'm in the same boat here. If you want to be better, you have to be willing to change. And one of the places that we begin is how we treat other, other people. Sometimes the people that we don't like so much today. Sometimes people we don't know today. Sometimes people that don't look like us today. Just people. Do what Jesus did. Leave the familiar. Make it every single day. Not just on Thanksgiving. Not just on holidays. That's the first takeaway. Here's another takeaway. You got to follow Jesus, like I'm describing, and you got to take a, you got to take this opportunity or take a stand to share your own personal story. You got to tell other people, I'm too. I, I preach a sermon. My kids don't want to listen to me. My grandkids don't want to listen to me. My wife don't want to listen to me. I end up sounding like I'm preaching a sermon. Probably I am. I need to stop it. Say stop it. It doesn't help. And you probably, even though if you're not a preacher, you probably do the same thing. We all have pretty strong opinions. We really do about whatever we have an opinion about. They're pretty strong opinions. That's not going to help. You know what will help? Is you just tell somebody else what Jesus is doing in your life. You don't try to judge them or change them or, or make them be what you want them. You just say, I don't know what's going on in your life, but this is what's happening in my life. And this is what Jesus is doing in my life. And going there first. Say amen. amen. I bet you guys have got some great recipes. Let me step down here. I bet you guys got some great recipes. Pumpkin pie or pecan pie. In Texas it was always pecan pie because they got pecan trees everywhere. So it was always a pecan pie. Pumpkin pie is pretty special too. Maybe you got a special way to do your turkeys or your ham or slice it up or all. The, I bet you've got some great family cookbook. Fred's got his mom's cookbook. I'm telling you, I bet you got some kind of world class recipe that people would die for if you just share that recipe with them. Say amen. amen. You know what? You've got a Jesus story that is a world-class recipe. How selfish would it be for you to have the best recipe for pumpkin pie or pecan pie, but you're so stingy, you're not going to give it to anybody else because you don't want anybody else to enjoy it. It's just for use. 
stinky on you. Say stinky. stinky. Yeah, it is stinky. So how stinky is it that if you are happy and you got this recipe of Jesus in your life and how Jesus is helping you that you wouldn't tell other people? You've got to be willing to share your story like sharing a recipe. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. Hearing the recipe. How did you, how did you get Jesus figured out? That's, that's what, start there. Start with how you got Jesus and your relationship with him started. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. So help, help somebody. Share your recipe your favorite Jesus story. It might be funny. It might not be funny. It might be really serious. It might be because of some tragedy. Maybe you went through a divorce. Maybe someone died before you really woke up and realized how lucky you were to have a day, another day. If your feet hit the floor, you were blessed. So whatever it is that's in your Jesus story, I'm just telling you, Jesus really is for everybody. Not everybody knows, so we have to tell everybody and help them. Help them figure out some paperwork, a few Bible verses, a few places to go in the Bible, wherever it is that you're hanging out. Matthew chapter 10, everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But everyone who denies me here on earth, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. They've got to know the recipe or they're not going to get in. How about that? If you're sitting at a Thanksgiving dinner and you know there's somebody across the table from you who's not gotten things straightened out yet, are you going to take a chance that they might die tonight and they don't get things straightened out? you got to share the recipe. Say amen. amen. Help somebody. You, you guys, I'm telling you, it's, it's something that God wants all of us to do. This isn't the preacher job. This is, it's I love God. It's I, God's nice to me, so I want to be nice to God. How do I do that? By following Jesus. And letting go of some of your safe zone. Oh, I only talk to young people. I only talk to old people. I only talk to white people. I only talk to people where I work. Stop doing that. Talk to people everywhere. All kinds of people. And when you talk to them, don't just talk about the normal things like the weather. Kind of cold today, ain't it? Well, yeah, it's cold. What else you got? Share your recipe. Share your Jesus recipe. Like, man, I tell you, I've just got to, I got to get this off my chest. There's something I, I, God wants me to tell you about myself. And I was a lost person. I was an addicted person. I was a person lusting after pornography. I was a person who drank too much, cussed too much. I lied too much. I was dishonest too much. And I discovered that grace and mercy is for everybody. Say amen. amen. Now you got something. Now you got something that people want to hear. Now you've got a message. Now you've got a recipe that's world class. And man, it'll have an impact. It'll have an impact when you cut loose and just say, God, here I am. What a mess I am. Take my mouth and open it and let me say something that's all about this Jesus thing that happened in my life so somebody else might figure it out too. Share this message about Jesus in your life. It really is the coolest thing. You are in the evangelism business whether you realize it or not. Here's number three. You gotta you gotta sort of leave behind your safe and familiar traditions. You gotta share stuff about Jesus like a good recipe. And you gotta take the temperature in the room and at the table. I mean sometimes it's just not gonna work. If it's pouring down rain, you need to get out of the rain. That's not a good place to just stand and talk about the Jesus recipe. If it's cold and somebody doesn't have a coat on, you need to go inside first. You got to you got to take everybody's temperature. Let me read this. Matthew chapter 9 verse 36. When he saw the crowds, when Jesus saw the crowds, Matthew 9, 
the condition of the crowds. When I try to interrupt Connie and she's busy in the kitchen, that's a dumb thing. Say, dumb thing? She already thinks I'm not paying attention anyway, and then I'm going to interrupt her and say, will you look at this right here? I think this might be something on me. She's ready to hit me with a frying pan about that. You know, she's busy in there trying to fix something in the kitchen. I want to show her some kind of spot I got. What is this crazy looking? You know, don't do it then. You got to check the temperature. The timing means everything. Right? Say, right? right? Heck, you got this. Jesus says he had compassion on them because they were confused. The NLT says harass, that says confused. The NIV says harassed. They were helpless like sheep without a shepherd. If they're running for their life because they're behind, some of you forgot your keys this morning. Some of you still can't find your keys. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad time to try to get their mind, you know, like, well, can we sit down here? Can we have a little Jesus prayer? Like, right now, yeah, as soon as I fix them to knock you in the head with something, I'm looking for keys. What are you talking about? You got you to gotta take the temperature. You are smiling. At least you're smiling. You know how dumb we can be. We're just guys. Come on. Men are from Mars and women are from Venus, and sometimes we just mess it up because we're guys. It isn't because we got any kind of scheme it's just because we're dumb. I'm telling you. It's just, okay. So, make it a better Thanksgiving and check everybody's temperature in the room before you try to get too serious. But begin with God and open your eyes and look around and open your door if you can. Sometimes you need to set another plate. Who knows? Somebody may knock at your door that you didn't know was coming by. And you don't even know them. Say, well, have you eaten yet? We got some. Come on in here and sit down. Amen? How, why not? What, what's wrong with us? Why not? Let's open the door and sit down somebody and give them another plate and scoot over. Man, it used to be that way. Why can't we do that again? Let's do it again, guys. Let's, let's do it again because it's nice to be nice. And God's nice to us. If anything good happens in life, it is from Jesus Give away a turkey, give away a ham, but give away kindness and just be nice. Amen? Amen. Heck yeah, it's the truth. That's probably three of them. Let me give you number four takeaway. I'll wrap this up. I hope to Dickens you have a great Thanksgiving. I know it's going to get cold and probably wet and weather and all that kind of stuff, but so what? Be warm inside and... Try to do this kind of stuff, you know. Don't just talk to the same two people. You got seven, eight, ten people at your Thursday dinner, but you only talk to two of them. What's wrong with the other six or seven? Go talk to them too. At least say hello. Amen? Yeah, I mean, just open your eyes, guys. Come on. And if you're upset about something, bury the hatchet right now. Just get it over with. It's Sunday. It's the Sunday before Thanksgiving. We're reading the Bible and we're standing in honor of God when we read His Scripture from Psalms 100. What are you thinking? Why wouldn't you just let everything go and let it melt away? And it would be a white as snow kind of moment in your personal life. No more grudges, no more anger. I mean, just let it slide away. Amen? That, that's how it begins to happen. When you let go of stuff that you... Hold on to, trying to somehow get even, trying somehow to, you know, get revenge. Let that go. Number four, follow Jesus. If you're going to follow Jesus, you got to finally somehow or another deliver the goods. you got to share good stories, good news. Nobody's hopeless. you got to get to that point. Some, sooner or later, it's got to be about more than just football, the family, and the food. It's also got to be about Jesus. Look at verse 37, 38, chapter 9. Then Jesus said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. I'm not going I hope I don't make anybody mad when I say this. Now when I say this, I'm thinking to myself, well then don't say it. So some of you probably work or have a relative who works at where I'm just fixing to give this an example, but okay, here I go. Forgive me if it sounds bad. I just read, Jesus said to his 
disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. You ever been at a corner street somewhere in a city? It's got potholes all over the place. And you see a road crew. And they all got yellow vests on. And it looks like there's about eight or nine of them. And they're all just standing there holding a the shovel. There's one poor guy down in the hole. He's the only guy that looks like he's working. And there's a whole lot of potholes. They all need to be fixed. You know what happens in church? You guys got on yellow vest and you're called an evangelist and there's a bunch of potholes everywhere and you got some little skinny guy called the preacher or some guy called the youth minister and he's got the, he's down in the hole shoveling and digging trying to fix that hole but there's about 15 more. Amen? That's what I'm talking about. If it's nice to be nice, but you, we got to all put on the vest and we got to all get off the shovel and start fixing things, making things better at your own table with your own people, with your own spouse or cousin or whoever it is that you got mad at last year. Let it go. Let it go. Amen. Let it go, man. Because that's what Jesus says. Look, let me finish this. Then he said, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So ask the Lord of the harvest, that's God, to send out workers into his harvest field. Pray more. My goodness, pray. You guys come to me and say, will you pray for me? Will you pray for my mama? Will you pray for my daddy? Yes, sir. I'll pray. And you should too. Let's pray. We should all start with prayer. But you got to do more than pray. You got to plow. You got to go to work. If you're going to grow a harvest, you got to get off of the prayer part and pray to God for the rain and the sunshine that you need to grow something, but then you got to go to work and plow. You got to begin talking to people. You got to begin working with people. You got to plow the ground, break up the ground. We got to pray and plow, and then you pick the harvest. Amen? Amen. You got to help God here. You want a better marriage? All right, well, get out of that little corner, wherever you're hiding. Oh, God, help that woman, help that man. Get better. Straighten up. Yeah, okay, that's a good prayer. Amen. Jesus' name. And then go out there and plow some ground like. Begin a conversation. Like, can we talk for a second? You seem a little tense. Okay. <laughs> that might hurt a little. But you got to begin plowing and tilling the ground and beginning a conversation before you ever can harvest a crop. Amen. Say amen. amen. Okay, you got it. That's enough. We have to have this partnership with God so we can see our potential. And that he'll help us. We'll get a crop to the barn. But we got to not just pray. We got to plow and work the ground. Before we ever pick a crop. It will get better. Your marriage can get better. Your relationship can get better. Everything at work can get better. Your neighborhood can get better. Everything can get better. You got to pray. But you got to plow before you pick the crop. It's the truth. Bottom line, Jesus teaches all of us. It's a lot like farming. It's a lot like plowing and preparing for harvest and praying that God will bring the resources that we need. That I'll find the right counselor. I'll find the right therapist. I'll find, find the right medication. I'll find the right balance. How much do I need and how often do I need it? I'll find somebody can help me and staying sober and not drinking, and I'll find help. We pray and we plow, and then we pick a harvest, and it really does work. Followers of Jesus, it's nice to be nice. Follow Jesus, it really is. God's nice to us. Best way that we can be nice back is leave behind some of the traditions that are safe that we've always done share something like a recipe of our Jesus story with other people, take the temperature and condition in the room and in the neighborhood of other people that don't know Jesus 
and then sooner or later that you can deliver the goods so that you can see them make a Jesus decision too. Let's pass the communion to these guys. And you guys who are home, a shout out, I think, to some of you that are trying to watch us online. And I hope that if you're there, you'll grab some communion. Devin and Samantha, I think you guys are probably going to watch online. And I, if you're out there, I hope you get to have a chance to take some communion together just with your little nuclear family. John, you took off earlier. We saw you. And I hope you too get to grab some kind of communion. It could be a little, little bit of water or juice or a piece of bread, but something that represents Jesus' sacrifice for us. You guys take that cup, the juice and the cracker, or whatever it is that you have, as soon as they hand it to you. Let me read a verse. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Nobody gets it right all the time. So, what do we do? Well, Romans chapter 5 says, verse 1, that we can be made right with God through faith in Jesus that he balances everything out with us for God our deficiencies our weaknesses our sin whatever it is you've got a list I'm sure therefore since we have been made right with God through faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ that's where we go so let it slide away before you take this little bread say God just I need a clean plate because I got too much on my plate let it go slide away God will you make things right with us again with me and my family me and my friends just with myself the bread the cup pray for a second God I hope I said the right things that our thanksgiving can be a blessing to people in our home and in our house and that right now as I have read Romans chapter 5 verse 1 that we are we are straightened out we are made right we are justified not because we did something right but because Jesus did everything right forgive us in Jesus name amen put your cups in the little basket if you've got a gift to share in a tide jug, drop that in there. We're still trying to help with the man buckets. You guys help us, help others. Have a great Thanksgiving. Remember what we've covered, what we've talked about. It is nice to be nice, so try to be nice to God by being nice to others. See you real soon. You guys in person, let's stand. Let's sing a song. <clears throat>